Well, we are back again. We are almost out of the grip of this cold two weeks. And uh, this morning, we are going to continue with our teachings in how we as Christians fit in to the cosmos around us. The cosmos is the Greek word for world. And in New Testament times, it had various means, including humanity in general. We see in John 3.16, God so loved the world or the realm in which political and spiritual events play out. This gospel of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in all the world. But today we will be looking at the theological meaning as used by Paul, Jesus and the apostles. In the sense, cosmos mean the world as dominated by evil and especially by the astrological, demonic and idolatrous powers of the day. And their human counterparts such as emperors who declare themselves to be gods. This cosmos holds the whole world in its spiritual grip. As we see in 1 John 5, 19, through an ordered hierarchy of demonic beings. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the world rulers of darkness, of this age against spiritual wickedness in high places. Satan, the prince of this world, as in John 12, 21, is also the prince of the power of the air and causes human beings caught up in the world to disobey God. Ephesians 12, 30, uh, 2, verse 1 to 3 says, And he has made you alive who were once dead in trespasses and sins, and in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our way of life in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the thoughts, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now Satan offers his cosmos to those who will serve him and bow down and worship him. Luke 4, verse 5 to 8. And the devil, leading him up into the high mountain, show him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. This is to Jesus now. And the devil said to him, All this power I will give you, and the glory of them, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I will. Therefore, if you will worship me, or shall, all shall be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and in him only shall you serve. However, Satan is defeated by Christ. As in John 12, 31, it says, Now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of the world be cast out. So we see that the cosmos is in spiritual darkness, but the Christian is in the light. John 14, 17, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because he does not see him nor know him, but you know him, for he dwells in you and shall be in you. Colossians 1, verse 12 to 13 says, Give thanks to the Father, who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. 
So great is the light, dark contrast that the Christian must live separately from the satanic cosmos and all its allurement. This separation from the cosmos will involve so great is the light dark contrast that the Christian must live separately from the satanic cosmos and all its allurement. This separation from the cosmos will involve sacrifice because so much of this age is controlled by the evil powers. Indeed, separating ourselves from them is akin to crucifixion. John 12, 24, 25 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. He who loves his life shall lose it, and he who hates his life in this world shall keep it to live eternal. Matthew 16, 24, 26 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life shall lose it. And whoever desires to lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? God rewards our sep separateness by promising that He will be our Father, and so He calls us out of the wrong alliances and distractions of the cosmos and into the intimacy with Himself. 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 18 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship does righteousness have with lawlessness? And what partnership does light have with darkness? And what agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what part does a believer have with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with the idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they, they shall be my people. Therefore come out from among them and be separated, says the Lord, and do not touch the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. It is God's desire for intimacy with His blood-bought people that makes worldliness such a terrible sin. James 4, 4 says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever desires to be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Indeed, the cosmos is not just against God. It is against you and against me. The cosmos is determined to destroy your spiritual life or at least to render it totally unfruitful. Matthew 13.22 says, and that, so, and that so into the thorns is this, he who hears the word and the anxiety of the world and the deceit of the riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. We are not to sell our souls to the world the corporation, the stock market, or to anything at all. Instead, we are to be content with what we have in 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 to 8, and to make it our aim to live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. In 1 Timothy 2, 2, we are to aim a godly simplicity. The sweet anxiety of the world worldly is to be far from the Christian who walks in the Spirit. We are to commit our whole life to God's providence. We are to take up our cross 
and leave the world far behind. May this, this be our prayer. May this be our desire to press in, to knock, to ask. Yes, to receive the fullness of life that Christ has promised us in Jesus' name. Have a great day. Thank you for listening in. May you be blessed by the lesson in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.